Welcome back to the Pass Forward Podcast. This is episode 42, The Battle of Endor. Oh, I see what you did there. We're talking Ewoks. We're talking, yeah, we're talking Star Wars today. We're talking uh, about The Last Jedi. We figured, hey, we did a whole episode based on The Force Awakens a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. We're just going to do the same thing again with Last Jedi. There's a lot of talk about, a lot of controversy. Controversy. Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. because, yes, controversy. Spoiler alert, there's a Kylo Ren topless scene. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Speaking of spoiler spoiler alerts, this is your your big, giant spoiler alert. We're going to spoil things we're going to talk about the whole thing so hopefully you have seen it by now by it's now. been a while it's why yeah. we waited a while 100 so, maybe we should say that again spoiler, spoiler alert, alert. Yeah. yeah so um but real quick i'll get this over with at the top if you want to chat with us if you disagree with us if you agree with us if you want to yell at us if you want to tell us you love us you can reach us at pass forward cast on twitter pass forward cast at aol.com Okay, so we're going to move straight into it. I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. Mm. Uh, but first, <laughs> who are we? I don't know. I'm Corey Draper. With oh. me, as always, are my Padawans. Yeah. Colin Harmon. I like that. I'm Colin. I, I don't have a lightsaber. <laughs> you broke it. Sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> yeah. You broke it. I'm working half. on it. And Wes Allen. Hi, I'm holding for General Hux. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, so uh, I'll hold. I was trying to rush through it because we are. This will probably be a lot, bit of a longer episode because there's just so much to talk about. It's a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, we're gonna um, go frame by frame. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> buckle in. It's an eight hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so I think just uh, to start things off, what we can do is just talk about kind of our expectations going into it. I saw it as it opened. I know Wes saw it as it opened, but Colin, you waited a little bit to see it, so. I'm sure there were some expectations altered for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, what were your thoughts going in for a West? Let's say you first. Uh, obviously, I had very high expectation, expectations for this movie. And I feel like for this movie in particular, high expectations can be very dangerous. Yeah. Because after the success of Force Awakens, like it's very easy to start creating certain scenarios, certain stories in your head. And you and Force Awakens is very easy to like read into every little thing that they drop along the way because that's just J.J. Abrams. He has the what is it called the like mystery box? Mystery box. Yeah. So yeah. like you always like want to know what's there. Like why why are you teasing what's in the box? this? Uh, so and it's easy to come up with like the most outrageous fan theories possible. I've yeah. seen some real crazy stuff like leading up to this movie. So. Walking into this movie, it had a better score on Rotten Tomatoes than Force Awakens, and yeah. I loved Force Awakens, so I was like, I was over the moon. I'm like, oh gosh, this is going to be great. And all the reviews would say things like, this is not going to be what you're expecting. Hmm. And immediately Accurate. I thought, oh gosh, they're going to do some like Shyamalan-type twist oh, here, yeah. where it's like, <laughs> kill some people it's, it's going to be like crazy stuff that they, like, the whole they came up with some crazy stuff. But yeah. what they actually meant was... Those things that you're expecting to happen or to address, they're not. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, yep. you're going to be disappointed mm-hmm. if you have high expectations for this movie. So, I love the thought. Or it's. I'm just thinking of Shyamalan twists. Like, it, it, it was actually 2017 yeah. or 2018 <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it's just like it wasn't it's a just galaxy a big far, wall far away. That they <laughs> <chose over>. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway. So like things like Ray's parents and who Snoke is and Luke training Ray and even how they're going to handle Leia's death and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff you're going to be disappointed by if you had high expectations about it. Yeah. So after seeing it the first time, you know, I was very conflicted with it because I thought I was seeing the wrong movie because based on all the high praise of the reviews and everything, I was like, wait, I'm not – there was like a lot of weird stuff that they did there and I just didn't know what to think about it. I honestly got kind of bummed seeing commercials and advertisements for Star Wars after seeing this movie. I felt (laughs) kind of bummed about it. Um, (laughs) But, like, I had to process it. And then once I jumped on Rotten Tomatoes, I saw that the audience score was, like, at 50% when the reviewers were at 90%. So I was just like, okay, I'm not insane with this. So, So I ended up seeing it a second and a third time. Actually, back to back with a, I didn't mean to, but like it just worked out that way. But I really loved it a lot more seeing it the second time because my expectation level was where it should have been. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's basically my perspective on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wes, if you guys don't know, Wes is the like resident Star Wars fan in the group. Uh, Colin and I are a little bit more on on the side. Uh, it's like, yeah, we enjoy the movies, but that's about it. But Wes I will say had, that I don't, grew up with it a little bit. And, I don't think I, that I represent the Star Wars community very well. Oh, well, well yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have, I wouldn't call you like a Star Wars fanatic nerd. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know anything other than like what's in the movies. I haven't sure, yeah. dived into the animated series that they have going. But you're the one that had kind of like you grew up. You yeah. grew up watching the movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, for me, my expectations was uh, I don't, actually I don't know what they were. I, I think I did want an- uh, like questions to be answered. I feel like that was dang it, J.J. Abrams, you did this to me with Lost. I, just they're not going <laughs> to answer questions I want them to answer. But I did want I go I went into it expecting it to at least be on par with force awakens and then as i sat there and watched it up to about halfway through it i was like i am not sure about this movie yeah but then it kicked in and like i felt like the second half of the movie made it so much worse or no worth made it so much worse (laughs) the entire first half of the movie where it was weird you had the blue milk and just the weird kind of (laughs) storyline you mean your favorite scene (laughs) Uh, i was anticipating that (laughs) but anyway yeah so my expectations were were force awakens level i don't i still don't think it hit force awakens for me uh, or the fork awakens but mm-hmm. <laughs> i think it was close because of that second half it's just so good but well, i know. feel like jj abrams worked extremely hard to give us something we were going to be comfortable with yeah and i was like i 100 percent it needed to be that because like after the prequels and after so much time between movies it's like you kind of needed to work very hard to give us something that we were comfortable with to kind of ease us into them making all these movies but i think ryan johnson worked really hard to take risks and like push the mythos of star wars like further than we were expecting to and i feel like it it's a good thing he did that because a lot of people thought force awakens was way too safe and with this people think that he took it way too far and like it's Mm. just like with any star wars fans are such You're never going to please them all. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like it, well, that's you just can't the, please I mean, them either way. So it's like I, I like the fact that they took risk with this one. I, I'm yeah. glad that they 
kept it safe with the first one. That's but. the case with any like rabid fan base. I yeah. mean, just like when it's 30, 40 years worth of fanaticism and people going crazy with their imaginations of what they want to happen, you're never going to satisfy. Like, I feel like the longer people are fans of things, the harder it is to satisfy the majority of the fan base. But as a kind of pseudo Star Wars fan, as in I just enjoy the movies, and I enjoy just movies in general and, and the idea of just cinema. Yeah. It like it was a very enjoyable ride. Yeah. And it was a great point too of just like people bashed the Force, Force Awakens for being too much, like too cookie cutter. And then so they're like, okay, we'll give you something completely different. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, this is not exactly, this is not <laughs> Star Wars uh, that I love. And so very hypocritical of fans, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I thought overall, like, I think the uh, overall lore of Star Wars as, like, a legacy is lost on me a little bit in the sense that I'm looking at this just as another objective movie. But, so in that sense, I think it's entertaining. Um, (laughs) But I think I didn't have, of all the skepticism that was leading up to it from different people's reviews, uh, I feel like I walked in without getting my hopes too far up. Like, I feel like it was like, okay... It kind of allowed me to be objective about it. You had the proper expectation. Yeah, like I felt like it was not oversold for me or undersold yeah. to where I was like, what are people talking about? This is actually pretty good. It was just like, yeah, it's got some problems, but uh, it's yeah. fine. Like, it's, it's good. It's funny how that has an effect on your like how much you enjoy a movie. Yeah. It's like I've talked about this before with Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, So people saw the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Nobody expected anything from it. So it blew up yeah. because it was way better than everybody's expectations. I saw it two weeks later after the explosion. And then so my expectations were raised and I was like, oh, it was good. Yeah. But it wasn't, you know, just incredible like everybody was saying. And so for you, it's like people hated it. It's super controversial and there were so many problems with it. And so your expectations were probably lowered than those who were going into an opening night. Yeah. And that probably helped it kind of equal out for you. Yeah. I think it was good because like even watching The Force Awakens, like, yeah, I enjoyed that. That was good. Like it was a good movie. And even to catch up to watch that movie, I had like recently watched the you know the original trilogy and some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, so you're fresh into it. Yeah, I had like a lot of it in my head, so it was good. But I think this movie has its own little weird points that I it does. Yeah, yeah. It was, there was a lot of scenes that I'm like, well, I could have saved like thirty minutes, exactly. and five million dollars. Yeah, it's been thing. shorter. For it's sure. like even if they didn't answer things the way that you were expecting or like all that, there are a lot of weird things they could have easily taken out there's like a lot of pacing issues like i feel like i feel like force awakens is just structurally a better movie like the pacing it's like a it's like a steady train it just takes you right through it this has a lot it's like a roller coaster Mm -hmm. like it has some dead spots where you're like why why do i care that that about some like code breaker and like who's a gambler it's like (laughs) i didn't know that ships could run out of gas in star wars it's like i don't i never saw han solo stopping to fill up the (laughs) falcon it's like pulling over at the dynaco (laughs) (laughs) there's just like a lot of weird stuff that was like i don't care about the casino stuff like i don't need to spend 30 minutes there and that's the thing is like you can acknowledge that there are flaws in it and that there are things that could have been better but still enjoy it overall as a movie like people the culture right now is so black and white but it's like everybody what i posted on uh, facebook after i saw it is like all of your criticisms of star wars are valid 
but I still love it. Like that's yeah. the thing is like I understand why people have problems with certain things, but it's just like yeah, but that's okay. With like, the things that they got right is very forgivable. Yeah. It's like the things that they got right, they really got it uh, right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, whether you like where they're going or not, like they did a great job of like kind of pushing those things and just having such like I don't know. It's like just so cool. Yeah. But there are a lot of low points to it. So it's very inconsistent. And that's what is troubling for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely not definitely not without its flaws. Um, But let's, you know, let's kind of walk through this. And I I think we can just start by, you know, there's there's like three or four different storylines that we can go. So let's kind of just talk about the the character storylines, the pairings that we had. So we can maybe just kick it off with like Ray and Luke and kind of their storyline. And what did you guys think of that? What were the the things you liked or just or didn't like or thought were weird besides the blue milk? <laughs> <laughs> I, I really love their chemistry. I feel like Mark Hamill of like uh, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford. Ironically, I feel like Mark Hamill is the better actor even though he hasn't yeah. really been in a lot I, he, he's done yeah. a lot of voice acting throughout mm-hmm. the years like mm-hmm. with uh, I love Batman Mark Hamill yeah he's he's such a top notch dude but yeah. like he did a great job after not being in this role for such a long time like 40 years yeah. he hasn't been in this role so it's like I think he did a good job and I know that he has said that like when he read the script he was like this is not how I pictured Luke Skywalker being and everything but I, I liked it I feel like it was mm-hmm. uh, a good choice for it it's an unexpected choice but I, I think it makes sense when you look at the history of like the Jedi and kind of how he is explaining to Ray yeah. it's like they have a history of like just like really messing up yeah. <laughs> stuff so like it, I, you start to understand why he thinks the Jedi should end and everything I thought that was a really cool dynamic to look on of like okay we've been so used to this is good and this is bad but blurring the lines a little bit there yeah. in this movie they did a great job of it what did you think I mean from the opening scene like what did you think of the moment when he throws away his lightsaber uh, after was, she gives it to I him I feel like that set the tone for the movie yeah it it's did it's like this is not what you're going to expect because it's like they built up that moment so much at the end of Force Awakens mm-hmm. it was just this beautiful moment and like you picture like statues being made of this moment <laughs> And they immediately just, like, use it as a gag. He throws it over his shoulder and walks away. Mm -hmm. And immediately, I feel like that kind of taints, like, the end of Force Awakens in a way. But it's, like, it's still, it's, it's... But you're right. It's, it's like crazy. it's symbolic. It's uh, it's it was their way of it was the picture of what they did with this movie of like you have all these expectations and we're just going to throw all them yeah. like away and go a completely different re- direction than you thought. Like it was a a great visual representation of how the rest of the movie was going yeah. to go. It's like I kind of feel like I I, I kind of like the idea of him just tossing it, but the way that he did it was very comedic yeah. in a way. So I, I wonder what they would have done differently with that. But like, yeah, it, I have mixed emotions about that that uh, scene, but I get it. I felt like it was one of those things where it shows his disdain and irreverence for the Jedi yeah. religion. I felt like he was mm. like, ah, he's just yeah. over it. Like he just doesn't even it's not even sacred to him anymore in Mm -hmm. a certain way. Like the idea of remembering it in history is important, but in the present moment, he's like, whatever. How much were you waiting for? And I know they set this up on purpose, but like you see the lightsaber in the grass and the porgs are playing with it. They're jumping on it. And you're just waiting for (laughs) it to turn on and just blast through. through (laughs) There 
I have the art of The Last Jedi where they have like a ton of concept art. It's a great book, but they have like a concept art of a l- the lightsaber going through yeah. the port. It's like a little sketch. Oh so oh so they're going to yeah. say they wrote it that way probably. They yeah. thought about it then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked how they Because like that. you had one, he was like pushing the button. Yeah. And you're like, oh no. And the other one's like peeking up <laughs> the opening of it. So yeah. I yeah, speaking of porgs, by the way, I was very hesitant on porgs. I was because all of a sudden they're everywhere, and like we didn't know if they were Ewoks or Jar Jar Binks. Like we didn't know how annoying they would be, yeah. and I, I knew it was another cash grab. And I was like, I just was like, I just do not know about this porg thing. But then they were so stinking adorable that like I just. I bought into the porgs. So. I was on board with porgs from the start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I knew that, like, since they couldn't talk or anything, like, mm-hmm. I, I figured they would be what they ended up being, just just like slightly like kind little gags there, but like still just kind of there so in the background. I heard that they created porgs to make up for the fact that there were birds, like indigenous birds, like puffins flying around yeah. or whatever the around island. that island. And so area. instead of digitally taking them out all the time, just like making oh, it okay wow. that there were things flying in the background. Yeah. Okay. Um, That's clever. So yeah, maybe it wasn't just a cash grab. I, I still think it kind of was, but. Yeah, I wish that they had a less annoying sound. Yeah. I know that's totally <laughs> trivial, but I'm like, I want to like, like them yeah, a little more. Good, and yeah. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess they, that's probably why they're friends with Chewy. So here's a question. How do you think porks taste? Because like, I don't. <laughs> che- like che- Chewy never got to be able to e- eat a porg. But. I know. I was so excited to watch Chewy chew something. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. So that's where he gets his name. I know. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm totally, totally down about the porgs. What did you, uh, so going back to Luke and Ray, so what did you think about how that whole thing unfolded with him training her and their kind of back and forth and just how the whole thing ended up with her going like the moment where she kind of gives into the dark side, quote unquote, or like, didn't, you know, just that whole, how the whole thing played out. What did you I think love that sequence. Like, yeah. I, I love, like, I wish I could see that scene for the first time again, just that anticipation of her walking up to that it hole cool. and jumping in. It's like, I yeah. was like, what are we about to see? And like her walking up to that reflect it like not a mirror but it's like she could see Whatever like a faint reflection of two silhouettes coming mm-hmm. to her and merging into one like i thought that your anticipation like i'm about to see who her parents are and then you yeah. don't it, it's it, it's a cool thing um yeah. also very disappointing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it, i love how they set that up yeah. and also you know luke's reaction to her well number one luke's explanation to her of what the force was i felt like was like the best explanation of what the fourth yeah because you barely get an explanation it's like just kind of like words that don't really make sense but i feel like he kind of tied that together like it's the space in between Mm -hmm. everything space between (laughs) (laughs) um we're getting along that's all uh, so that yeah, that was a really cool sequence of like because we wanted to know what was in the box, we wanted to know what was in the hole, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and uh, the, his reaction to her of like it invited you and it didn't, you didn't even blink an eye, like you yeah. just went straight in. Like his fear there, I thought really set up a great because you're th- at this time you're not you're wondering if she's going to go bad at this point, yeah. you know, and you just don't know where it's going to go. Uh, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a great sequence. I like that they clarified that Luke cut himself off of the force. Like how she said that, like, I didn't see you there. And that's why, like, you think of, like, well, 
if he had the force, he would have known if like Han died and like if they were in trouble, he would have Mm -hmm. probably gone to save them, but he cut himself off completely. So I'm glad that they like kind of cut off that mystery of like, why didn't he know? And Mm -hmm. I do think a lot of those scenes, I wish that we could have lived more in it because I feel like a lot of it might have been glossed over a lot. It's like when he's like, where's Han? And they cut to next scene. You don't really get to live in those moments as much. With as much as, like, of all that extra stuff for, like, a two-and-a-half-hour movie, those parts felt very glossed yeah, over. Like rushed in a certain yeah. way. But a part of me is just, I just love that dynamic of them. So, staying on that island, um, what about the moment towards the end where it's Luke and then Yoda shows up? And oh. it's the puppet Yoda, not the I, CG Yoda. I love that moment. Yeah. It's like, I kind of had a feeling we would see something like that, whether it be Obi-Wan or mm-hmm. Yoda. But yeah, I love how they kind of reveal it. They're panning away and you see like his ears. Yeah, that and, was clever. And seeing it three times, I got a little bit of like knowledge from everything that yeah. he said mm-hmm. separately. Because huh. you would kind of focus on something differently like the first time it was like the failure is the greatest teacher and all that stuff but just like i don't know everything he said was just beautiful just knowledge and again it was a great representation of like i love the theme of the whole movie of just like throw away everything yeah. like the past is let the past stay in the past let's kill the past and like now we're this is a new generation and it's and it's almost like biblical in a way it's like it a new is, covenant yeah. kind of thing uh-huh. it's mm. pretty cool the lightning on the tree and mm-hmm. just like i don't know and uh, did you catch that he says, um, or he's like, what, the books, he's like, no, it, the books don't contain anything that Ray doesn't already have with her or yeah. something like that. But like, but you find out later she took those yeah, books. Yeah, she took the books. So yeah. yeah. Which I don't know if everybody caught that, but there mm-hmm. is like a moment at the end where Finn is getting a blanket for Rose and you see the text yeah. in there. So it makes me wonder if she's just going to flip through there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to see if they were trying to make the shape of the tree be like the symbol of hope, like if that was the same shape. Mm. It was similar, but I don't think it was intentional. Mm. I think it was coincidental. Oh, okay. Um, but I thought that As was in good. like a new hope? I don't know. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was like, even that was like the burning down of the symbol of hope, like yeah. the Aurelian kind of idea, but I yeah, think that cool. might have been coincidental. So jumping back to Ray, so and I'm just trying to go through my mind um, the, t- the spots on the island. So she has this connection with Kylo mm. Ray or Kylo... Ren. Um, and can, can we like, just for copyright purposes, I want to put this here. Can we start coining that force timing with each other? Force timing, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. <laughs> so they were force timing. Mm-hmm. And what I found interesting, oh, number one, it was kind of, <laughs> it was cool seeing their relationship because again, they were hinting at her, like her battle and his battle at the same yeah. time. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, the way they kind of unveil what really happened between Kylo and Luke and yeah. and, and that whole storyline, super like I was just uh, uh, Kylo and Ren- and Ray their relationship. I loved everything about that from start yeah. to finish in that movie. They handled that very well, and I even like the how simply they filmed that because they could have done something weird with it where it's like they're all isolated or kind of done some yeah. weird mm-hmm. split CG thing but yeah, it's like but I it, like how simple that they did it where it, it's just like showing them as if they're talking as if they're in the same space yeah I liked that a lot yeah it's, I don't know if you guys ever saw these uh, were they official NFL commercials I think they were NFL uh, I, I don't know if it was NFL Network or NFL Apparel or whatever it was, but it was they were doing that same thing where uh-huh. someone's talking to the camera in a different setting, and then there's a a football player in his locker room 
also talking to the camera, but they're talking to each other. Mm. Um, it, it reminded me of those commercials. Yeah, but anyway, that's a great way of doing it yeah. where it's like, because you're not, if you do anything with special effects there, you're like showing a ghost of somebody or right, whatever, right. but it's all, they're all seeing it. So there's, yeah. there's nothing around them. So it's a great way of saying, this is what they see. Each person sees, but you're not yeah. seeing And they them. did like a little bit of like echoing and kind of yeah. stuff like that. But I do like the way that they filmed that. Yeah. And I also like how at the they did a little bit of foreshadowing of like Kylo says like, how are you doing this? This would like tear you apart yeah. or something like that. That kind of foreshadows what happens to Luke later on. Like you know that doing that takes an effect on you. What do you think about the fact that they were still able to force time even after Snoke had died? Because it was revealed that Snoke was doing it. But is it that it's still the effect had lingered or is it now one of them was doing it to the other? Or what do you think about that? Uh, I think that maybe, you know, throughout this whole movie, both of them have kind of escalated in their force abilities and stuff. So they might have, if you know that that's possible... Yeah. maybe they're able okay. to do that a little more easily now. Yeah. I don't know. And they kind of hint at it. They don't really directly mm-hmm. say it, but cause they're not talking, but they're able to see each other, I guess. Yeah. I think I would say that's the same. I felt like it was one of those things where when Snoke said that it was him for all, I understood it as he was doing it through Kylo. Like yeah. He was manipulating him or that kind of thing. So it may have actually been him, but yeah. Vicariously. I okay. Know. I just, I know there's like some theories out there. Sure. So I was, but and now that we're here, I was going to touch on this later, but I mean, we're kind of already here. The the, the scene, fight. the fight with Snoke and and Ray and Kylo, that was the moment in the movie for me where I was like, yeah. yes, that's like, when this it is really kicks in. Such a good. Not yeah. only was it a great moment, but the battle that that yeah. with Ray and Kylo Ren fighting together, it was so awesome. Yeah, it was such so smart battle. how they Clever. did. Yeah. They did the like Snoke thing, where it's like he's able to read his mind, but he's kind of it's like it's turning the lightsaber and stuff and he is on Ray but he's also kind of doing that to Snoke like he's turning the lightsaber towards them and just the way that they cut him in half was really crazy and I don't know about did y'all have any anticipation of like finding out more about Snoke or anything like that did y'all care about Snoke I I didn't care about Snoke at all because I didn't either like in Force Awakens it's like man it's just a Emperor ripoff kind of thing so yeah yeah, I don't need to know need to know any more about Snoke like I feel like I've seen so many crazy theories about Snoke like like is it like did uh, Darth Vader's corpse get possessed by the dark (laughs) the dark side and all this just all this kind of weird stuff but like like it would be interesting to find out where he came from, but it's like, I don't really care either way. I don't, I, that didn't really kill yeah. my expectation well, of it. And it, I mean, the moment was so worth it. Yeah. It's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Snoke's mm-hmm. dead. Um, and uh, somebody else pointed out that, that when he cut him with a life lightsaber, it also was positioned to cut his hands off too. So his hands were severed. Uh, and so it's like, I think that it was a great attention to detail because as he's still kind of alive, you know, like he you can't can reach can, out and yeah, use the, and exactly. do anything. which I don't know if you actually need your hands for the force, but right. he can't, he definitely can't like bring a lightsaber to himself <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah. So yeah, it is um, interesting to see how powerful he was. Cause he, yeah. he grabbed the lightsaber from, from uh, Ray and just bopped her in the head <laughs> and just, yeah. and so it makes me wonder, like that kind of makes me wonder where he come, came from out with how powerful he was, sure. but I don't care either way. But yeah, that leads to probably the best part in the movie. Movie, which is yeah. that fight where they just 
they go back to back and mm-hmm. you're just in it. Uh, so well, cool. And and how it turned out once it was all said and done, like was the moment that justified Kylo Ren as a villain. Because mm-hmm. now he's gone from this kind of whiny baby Darth Vader wannabe to now he's the Joker. Like he just wants everything to end. Like yeah. kill it all. I don't care. I want chaos. And to me, that's a much more interesting villain than someone who's just a bad guy. Yeah, he's, right. you know? he's motivated because he has good intention, but it's just exactly. a, so malformed. He doesn't have any ties to anyone now, and that yeah. makes him more dangerous. And that's so. where we get the moment of where Ray comes from. Yes, yeah. Which, what, what did y'all think about that? So when he said it, I didn't believe him. Like when he said, you know, you're, we both know you're, they were farm people or whatever, yeah. and they sold her. It just, for me, it was like, it could either be true or he's convincing her to go on his side and he's lying. Yeah. And he he knows that she feels that might be it. And so he played into that fear. Mm-hmm. So I still kind of think that her parents are significant. Um, and, I, and I don't reveal it. I think I think it's the truth. Yeah, I I, I, I really liked that moment because yeah. it makes Ray more special. It, I feel like if if she were a Skywalker or she was a Kenobi or hmm. something, it would make her less special. Okay. And it would kind of take away from who she is and how far she's come. It's like she has achieved what she has despite her origins. Yeah. And I think that's a very powerful thing and mm-hmm. it makes her more special. And it doesn't matter what family she was born into. It kind of – it just makes her more pure, I guess. Yeah, like I she it. doesn't have anything else holding her back. But she's a mudblood. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, – I saw a thing like uh, Starlog is an old magazine like in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, which is where people used to go to uh, write letters to uh, when the internet didn't exist. Yeah. So there were some reactions to when Empire Strikes Back came out when when Darth Vader said he was Luke's father. And there was people writing, be like, oh, he's just trying to trick him oh, into yeah. thinking to get him to come oh, to the dark side like easier and all that stuff. So it's – a lot of parallels there between this movie totally. and, uh, about the reaction to it. So I, I don't know. I think it's true. Well, the one wrench in the whole her parents are significant thing is that, you know, at the end they have the little farm boy or whatever. He had the force clearly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, if her so, parents are significant, then his has to be, which I don't right. think we would dive into. So. I do I do have a theory, though, um, that I didn't think at all until the third time seeing it. Even though we won't know probably who her parents are, I think that she might be related to Poe. Hmm. Because there's a scene where Snoke is trying to get information from Ray, and she's floating in the air and she's like, mm-hmm. and she's obviously like in a lot of pain. Immediately they cut to when Poe was stunned by Leia, the stun gun, he wakes up mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, so they cut straight to him waking up. That could be a hint. So like, and we don't know where he came from. And at the beginning of Force Awakens, he was on Jakku where yeah. where Ray lives. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. That's true. I, I think there is a backstory for him, like an official one, but I don't, I can't remember what it is at the moment. I feel like yeah. I've heard like there is, but obviously there's not on her. So it doesn't mean that yeah. there's not, they're not connected in some way. So I wonder if he has, he has force yeah. in him at all, or I don't know. That would be interesting. That'd be another cool kind of twist. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay. So we mentioned Poe. I'm just trying to segue nicely <laughs> into here so there's uh some some things people like and didn't like about poe and his storyline um I, I definitely had some problems with it but also it was 
I, I cared about him more as a character this time around than I did the last movie. Yeah, they did a lot more with him. This so time. the character development for Poe was great, um, and at the expense probably of Finn, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of the Poe storyline? Just from, from start to finish and also kind of his relationship with Leia slash Laura Dern's character, Hold, uh, Holden, Holden, Holdor? Uh, Holden, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember her. We'll just call Hold, her Laura Dern. Hold, Dern from Holdo. 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 Admiral Holdo. 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 <laughs> Say it with us, guys. Holdo. Holdo. Holdy. Anyway. I mean, yeah. What do you what do you think about Poe's kind I don't know. I liked him. As a character, but he is very much like a hothead kind of. I think you said this, Colin. He's kind of a mixture between Luke and Han a mm-hmm. little bit. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really care for the storyline because I'm like, why? Why did Laura Dern's plan? Why does she have to keep that from him? Like, yeah, you would think that like he was gonna do damage even if he didn't know what the plan was and. I yeah, mean, it was one of those things where I guess it was just like, oh, high-ranking official, it's a need-to-know yeah. basis and all that stuff. But eh. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I don't know. I, I, I feel like they didn't touch enough on how many lives he cost it for no repercussion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, at the, from the very beginning of the movie, tons of people died because of him. Um, obviously, it was a victory. But then at the end of the movie, like, had he just gone with Admiral Holdo's plan? Holdo. <laughs> <laughs> Um, at, like everybody would have been saved. Like the whole resistance would have been still would have been fine. Obviously, minus the all the leaders that got shot out of the sky. But like, it, it had Poe not done his you know whole plan here, and uh, along with Finn, um, I I feel like they didn't really touch on the fact that like he made some huge mistakes, cost a lot of lives with very little repercussions. And yeah. that, to me, that kind of just made me uneasy because that just kind of goes against the laws of just storytelling. Usually, if you do something like that, there's huge repercussions for it. So yeah, he was never like held accountable for the collateral yeah, exactly. damage that he almost single-handedly caused. Well, and it's yeah. tragic if you think about it because it's like, man, you could have kicked out like the entire Finn's side storyline uh, and Pose, and everybody would have been happy. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you need drama and you need stuff sure. like that. So, for movie-wise, obviously it makes sense, but like just the storyline's like, oh, none of this was necessary. Yeah, and that was kind of bothersome to me. I think his I think his character arc though um, was good in the sense of like the very beginning he's sort of like that guy that has a hammer so everything is a nail <laughs> yeah. kind of thing yeah and you just watch him be really reactionary and by the end he's trying to like sit there instead of react he's trying to respond of like mm-hmm. what is objectively with every other perspective what am I not seeing instead yeah. of like this is all I see I want to go blow stuff up I think that was like a good growth arc for him that maybe he was motivated by the personal weight of what reacting had done to everybody that he liked and loved and his people around him. One thing that I got from very the very beginning is that uh, it was said that he's like the best fighter pli- pilot in mm-hmm. the galaxy or whatever. He did like they really showed that. Like yeah. I didn't know that a X-wing could drift. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. That like stop that he did yeah. a big turn. I mean, he would have passed out, but it's yeah. fine. So, you know, while we're talking about the resistance, um, you know, there was the moment that everybody hated about Leia getting blasted uh, yeah. into space and then waking up and flying. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. – well, uh, I, to put – I don't think she was flying. I think she was using the force to pull herself right, yes. in. And instead of pulling something towards her, she was being pulled the opposite way. Right. But it was still weird because, like, she was like whether she like, had the force or not, she probably would have died instantly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. They did a very like Guardians of the Galaxy type of thing. There. But dude, I mean, there is kind of the thing where it's like, okay, the Skywalkers though, like they, the Force is yeah. strong with them, right? So yeah. maybe it's just be. I mean, she's no ordinary. Uh, she's not a Jedi, but no ordinary person who has the Force. I mean, it's very strong with her, so it kind of does make sense that she's able to do that, sort of, I guess. Yeah. I did see a foreshadowing there the third time I saw it. When she's floating in, she flows back into the the bridge, and they see you see this hologram of she Snoke's ship, and she flies straight through it, mm. which is yeah. kind of foreshadowing. Nice. Before. Well, well, let's too. just address that. At the end, Laura Dern's character kind of sacrifices herself yeah. and does light speed through Snoke ship was which, which is awesome is the coolest thing. yes once you see like her it's turning so cool. you're like oh my gosh she's gonna do light speed through a ship <laughs> which, which is I'm something like, I know all of us have thought about yeah. since we've heard about the concept of light speed it's like yeah. what if they run into each other like, yeah would that punk. would be that was a cool moment but why didn't they have Leia do that they oh, could have yeah. easily through through editing probably made her do that, which Maybe. I don't know what they're gonna do with the whole yeah, Leia they thing. Kept her alive. They're gonna have to address that somehow. But like, well, it's weird. It's it's a, kind of a, a balance there because you know people will get upset if they kill her off in the movie in a way that people think are is irreverent. Mm. which I, you're right. I feel like that would have been maybe the best way because she would have sacrificed herself for yeah, everybody else. It, to, get, it makes her live. Uh, like a huge heroic moment. But we don't know what, what they filmed and what they hadn't filmed at that yeah. point. And, that, you know, there is that moment at the end where she sees Luke again. I feel like that's a really you know beautiful moment. Yeah. And so you wouldn't have that if, if it was Leia. So I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. That's a great question. J.J. Abrams will figure it out. But, uh, I mean, that moment where the ship flies through the sound design where they just went completely silent and stuff. And I mean, that's that's just so cool. Cool. One I thing that know. when you find out that they're tracking them through light, the first order is tracking them through light speed. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to be something to do with Finn. Like I thought, since he used to be a part of Me the too. first order, I thought that, too. I thought I that too. that's how that they were he tracking had a chip them. in his butt or something like that. That's how they were <laughs> tracking him. That but it line. wouldn't make sense because they didn't know where he was yeah. uh, in Force Awakens at all. So that didn't really line well, up. Uh, that crossed my true. mind, but also the kind of device they were ho- holding, passing off to each other. That oh, the Ray would, tracker. Yeah, thing? to keep yeah. track of Ray. I thought that was something to do with it, but mm. apparently it wasn't. So. Yeah, I thought that, that was. So they're tracking them until they run out of gas yeah that's well, such a weird <laughs> plot point yeah um and, well, and also and i'm by i'm getting all these anything anytime i see say a fact or whatever it's probably because i got it from my friend's youtube channel new rock stars just check it out it's really cool they go over like easter eggs and stuff of movies uh such as star wars but they they, they pointed out that in Rogue One, there was a nod to there was like a kind oh, of yeah. a little throwaway yeah, line. I read that where too. they mentioned uh, light, light speed tracking and that concept. Uh, so interesting. Anyway, all right. So, what did you think about Finn and Rose? Yeah. So Finn and Rose, that's probably the most controversial storyline for everyone, and yeah. I think for good reason because it seemed. Well, I mean, you know, like I said with Poe, it ended up being pointless. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it got them from point A to point B, which put them in an interesting spot, you know, with, you know, on the or with the first order. But it seemed like completely pointless and useless. Yeah. And the, it sucks because it's like Finn as a character is great. I, and like I think Finn and Rose did a great job sure, for yeah. what they were given. They're both good actors and I like them as characters. They it just seemed like they didn't know what to do with them. Yeah, it just yeah. For me, 
unless this fits my little mental theory, which I've shared with Wes a little bit. I feel like that whole story, story arc was like the Jar Jar Binks of this movie. <laughs> it it was like was. totally useless. Like yeah. it could have been fine without it. Except unless the guy that uh, played uh, Benicio Del Toro, whatever character that he yeah. actually played, mm-hmm. unless he is like the new Han Solo character who is like this independent guy right. who just happens to be like wanting to be in it for the money. If the only reason to do all of that garbage was to introduce him, we'll see. Other than yeah. that, if that is not it, that was like I, a huge waste of my I life. I hope you're right. Money. I doubt that he'll come back because like he's a great actor. Yeah. And yeah, like, I, liked his I felt awesome. like he was very wasted in that because like you hear that he's going to be in the movie and you expect so much more out of a character. It was weird that he had that little lisp thing. Yeah, stutter. Or stutter. Oh, stutter. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's cool. sound like a rat, but like you could tell that was like such an actor choice. Wouldn't he be more like a Lando Calrissian kind of character? Because he kind of he turns them in, and like he's not, he doesn't really have. It, a, it is like a mixture of Han and Lando. I don't Lando. Know. It, it, it is true that, that he wants a, the independence of it, where he just kind of wants to flow between tribes, kind of. A but thing. I, I do like characters like that that yeah. are that take neither side. That's on the other side of the spectrum. There's one side where it's like, well. You know, uh, we need to end all of this because everybody's bad. And then there's like, well, nothing we can do because everybody's bad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that he's on that spectrum of like, everybody blows up everybody. Nothing you can do about it. Yeah, and and it's I like, like that. To take all of that time just to introduce that there are people profiting from this war, good or bad, and to introduce that, like, uh, that farm or like the broom boy yeah. and all that <laughs> kind of <laughs> stuff like i feel like they could have really abbreviated all that if that's the point that they were trying to get across because it felt so prequely if that's a word mm-hmm. it felt so it, it felt it, yeah, almost it like harry potter like not dogging on harry potter it just didn't seem like a star well Wars i mean he was harry thing. potter he had the foil he set <laughs> up and broom came to him and he was about yeah. to get but on just it that, and whole, it. that whole casino thing is so gimmicky it was yeah it was and it was unnecessary and also it seemed like it was trying to make a political statement too which you know whether or not you agree with it it's just it doesn't seem like the place for it at at this point it felt like you were watching you were binge watching a season of a tv show yeah, and Ocean's it's like, Eleven. Yeah. yeah, it like feels like this is like a filler episode yeah it was episode 7 of Stranger Things (laughs) (laughs) and it's like it almost at that point like when they when Maz, when they do that, like, uh, call into Maz, she was saying that there's a code breaker and all this stuff. It felt, yeah. it felt like a video game. It did, it's like, yeah, this yeah. is your mission. you got to find the code breaker. It has, like, a lapel pin that looks like this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it felt His very like is, a video game. He goes game. by Carmen Sandiego. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they find him, and then it's like they find Benicio Del Toro instead. And I thought, it's like, oh, maybe he's the actual code breaker. Yeah. No, he's just, he's still just a random guy. Which, yeah. if he was a code breaker, why was he not playing the slots if he could, like, got that smart of those? Like, what a dummy playing yeah. tables just bring a droid in and they'll just pump quarters into it and <laughs> that is true. rich which I did love that uh, I looked up his name his name is DJ that character yeah, yeah. Uh, that, I love that he called uh, BB-8 Roundy, <laughs> roundy. Was, like, what's your story Roundy <laughs> <laughs> I can I say good. that uh, I loved BB-8 I loved <laughs> <laughs> I loved BB-8 and Force Awakens he kind of got a little annoying in this one, yeah. Ma- mainly because he was mainly used for gags. Yeah, like I feel like he was just used. Very, it's kind of uh, like R two D two too. I yeah, like he kind of became. A I gag don't know. Like I, I love R two. I mean, I love, I love BB eight, but yeah, he, he kind of danced on that mm-hmm. line for me. Yeah, he was kind of the hero in one of those scenes though, where he gets yeah. in, like that little guy. That was like, kind of cool. He yeah. was on that walker. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay, cool. so what do you... So that final battle with the uh, salt planet, I guess we can call it. What was it called? Do you remember what it was called? Anybody? Uh, yeah, I can't Google remember. It real quick. It's uh, Saltine. Such, <laughs> there you yes. go. That was it. Saltor. Uh, that Saltor. visual is so cool. Yeah, I, the, I love the, red the idea of that. I don't know the science behind that, but like it was, it's so cool. It was awesome. And I read in that art of book that that was a way to show violence without showing blood. Yeah. The, the violence of war, where it's like it was just kind of a, a visual thing to address, like how much action was going on, determine how much red was being shown, mm-hmm. and all that. It was that's a really cool way of doing it. And those ships, it was like. They're almost like crop duster ships. Little draggies. Yeah. yeah that's, uh, it's a cool, I had mixed feelings when I saw that in the trailer, but just seeing it as a whole. It, it was, was cool. It was cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then, you know, you have the moment when, when Luke and, and Kylo Ren face off. Yeah. And I, I'm such an, I'm so not observant. I'm such a dummy. I didn't see that Luke looked different. Uh, I, I didn't notice it. And I also didn't notice that he wasn't making any footprints yeah. in the red. I noticed that right away. He, yeah. lo- he looked like... Uh, Gosh, he looked like a Just for Men ad for Chuck Norris. <laughs> he did. Like, he looked like Chuck Norris. Yeah. Like, it looked weird. <laughs> and, like, it's so weird because, like, that was such a pivotal moment that, like, I immediately got knocked out it's of like it. Really, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Did like, you understand why, though? I mean, did you put it together that it was a projection? Or was it like, why is he no, looking like No, I this? didn't. I, I didn't. I assume like was he dead the whole time or something like that. I just went through a makeover real quick before. But yeah. like hit up the barbershop. All the marketing and stuff. You've gotten so used to this iconic image of the way Luke looks now mm-hmm. with the gray beard and the hair true, and all yeah. that stuff. Like, I didn't. Apparently. I feel like that would have been such like a cooler visual for that fight. But it like, that's been. just me. But that, that it kind of cheapened it for me because I was thrown off the whole time. It made sense to me though, just because he wanted to project himself in a way that would emotionally get to Kylo because that was when he last saw right right right. um, that's when they last saw each other that's what he looked like so it made sense to me why why they did it and it obviously didn't take me out of it because I didn't even notice maybe in the subconscious notice but I was so into what was happening that like Mm -hmm. you know anyway so in that sense he actually never saw Leia oh (laughs) well no they saw each other they saw each other in the four seconds yeah they forced time, but not really. Not in real life, just in forced time. Yeah. Got it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm okay with how that all played out. I'm glad that Luke got a heroic I thought moment. he got a great send-off, yeah. Um, and just seeing the binary sunset of him on yeah, that. Uh, that was cool. Uh, there, are, there are some places in this movie where I got really glassy-eyed, just yeah. like nerd moments. They like did it right. That in that R2-D2 scene where he goes on the Falcon and, and R2-D2 does the, the Leia message. Because like, that just shows this storyline has been going on for 40 years mm-hmm. and it jumps you right back to the beginning because that's where all this started was mm-hmm. Luke seeing that message and wanting to know how to save her and all that stuff. Yeah, it's it's really such true. like an emotional trip. Did really you true. hear about the backstory that Mark Hamill made up for himself to kind of get himself into character? I, th- I think so. I haven't. So this isn't canon or anything. This was just for his own like exercise to get him in the right mindset for plan Luke in this movie was that like he created a, created his own backstory that he fell in love with a girl and had like a child with them but because of like his carelessness the child got in like a lightsaber accident like ignited it on himself or something like, like a that pork. and yeah and then so like Almost. so then in his mind Luke was blaming his involvement with Jedi and the force and all that mm-hmm. stuff on the death of his child which oh, wow. I don't I don't know if they ever said what happened to his 
wife or a girlfriend or whatever. But um, anyway, that was, I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Uh, crate, by the way, uh, crate is yeah. the, oh, the, the planet. Yeah, yeah, name of the salt planet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought I thought it wrapped up really well. I liked the battle. I loved I love General Hux. Can we give it up for General Hux in this? Uh, Don Hall <laughs> Gleason. I love I, people. May not I, like I him. liked him better. He was annoying in the first one, but yeah. I like how they kind of at every opportunity kind of made fun of him yeah. at some point. I love that like, he's a whipping boy yeah. and I think he plays it well. Yeah, um, they did a good job of that in this one for sure. And and just the whole like where they fire all of their weapons on Luke and then he's <laughs> like, yeah, I think you got him. Got him? Yeah. yeah. It was a <laughs> fun moment. Um, and yeah, so that, that whole battle, the way they escaped and everything was very entertaining, very well done. And like I said, the second half of the movie really just made it up for yeah. me. So. Hmm. And it's tough because you're almost like tired at that point. Once yeah. it starts to get kicked in, it's like you're like, okay, you're getting your like second wind in because it's such like a long movie. So it's just like it is, yeah. you yeah. wish that that had happened sooner. But I don't know. I only they cut out that uh, Finn Rose storyline. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Or just cut it down. Yeah. But anyway, so all that said and done, thumbs up from everybody, right? We all still liked it. Yeah. I, it's like. It, it's Star Wars, and they did a lot of great things in here. Obviously, as a movie, it kind of it's shaky, but I'm glad for what we have, and I'm excited to see what JJ does with it. Because, like, I feel like it's kind of like a JJ sandwich. There's like some meat in the middle that kind of Ryan Johnson is kind of pushing him into a certain direction, and I'm excited to see what is done with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, is there anything that you expect to happen or hope to happen in episode nine? That's a good question. I I would love for them to answer questions, but I know it's J.J. Abrams, so he's not going to. Yeah. Um, yeah. True. I I would love to, I would love a definitive like is Ray for sure not f- uh, part of any type of lineage. Of course, if they don't touch on it anymore, we can assume that that is the case. But um, I think there's a lot to explain as far as. Okay, so if she has no powerful lineage, how did she get the Force? Because everything yeah. we know to this point is it's passed down. Um, so I would like for them to kind of, I mean, they don't have to go into a diatribe about it, but just like give us something as like, oh, there are mudbloods and like, you know, mm-hmm. the Force, you can't kill off the Jedi and expect the Force to only remain in those who possess the dark side of it. Um, I so. think they need to do kind of a time jump. Like uh, this, this one was a direct continuing t- from Force Awakens. I think they kind of need to do like a, a time jump. I thought it'd be funny if like they did like a Ray voiceover at the be- very beginning, be like, "It's been a great summer. I really miss Kylo Ren, but he's really busy being the new supreme leader. Uh, we've been force timing every night. <laughs> he's finally comfortable with me calling him Ben." <laughs> I went to fim- fi- I went to visit my family back in Jakku, but no one showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I just I Lovely had a visual party. of her like on her stomach like a teenage girl yeah. like fa- force timing with Ray like her hands <laughs> under her chin. General Leia has been teaching me the force and shows some heavily photoshopped photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she died. Apparently, being exposed to space is pretty bad for your health. <laughs> Turns out. Oh yeah, that also reminds me of like uh, the Simpsons episode where they have Itchy Scratchy and Poochie. Homer plays Poochie, the new. Itchy and scratchy character, and they want to get rid of him. And so, in order to get rid of him, they basically 
take a, a I won't explain it all. They basically just do a cutscene of something handwritten that's saying Poochie died on the way to his home planet. <laughs> and that was how they killed him off. It's like, are they just going to say it in the opening crawl? Like, Leia died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah, again, see, that now that would be irreverent, right? So, yeah. like, how, how, yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. I do hope that they show more of the Knights of Ren. I hope that that's, mm. like, a big storyline in that's it. True, because, yeah. like, they show that in, like, the, the temple scene of, like, uh, in Force Awakens when Kylo Ren kind of destroys Luke's temples and all that stuff. He has the Knights of Ren with him. So I assume when they talk about, like, in this movie when uh, Kylo Ren flipped out and destroyed the temples and he took some of the students with him, I assume that that's the Knights uh, of Ren. Uh, that makes sense. But I think that that would be so cool to kind of show more of that. Um I wonder if they were planning on having Leia teach Rey the Force in a way because I bet that Leia has a more kind of – because she's not a Jedi, but she knows the Force, so it would be kind of a cool perspective. Different use. I just – I don't know how they're going to do that. But Do you feel like they hinted at a Poe-Rey relationship there? Do you feel like there was a little bit of a vibe? At the end. At the end there? Because like I said, like and Rose, and so it's like – Like I said, I hope that it's like – they're siblings, uh, but yeah. I, I have Well, then I hope thought, not. It's <laughs> I, I don't think that Ray needs a relationship. Yeah. I, I feel I mean, like, I don't, I don't you know, Luke hasn't had hey, <laughs> a relationship. Oh. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's like, I feel like Jedis, they're kind of in isolation. It's like, I feel like a lot of Jedis haven't had yeah. like a marriage or relationship of any kind. So mm. it's. That's how they died out. Yeah. One, um, yeah. One thing I've. And I would be interested in your guys' thoughts about this. When and I wish I had seen it again, so I could have it more fresh in my head. But when um, Luke is describing the Force, he says like it's kind of in everything and for everyone. It's just for those who see it or something like that. Oh or, yeah. I wonder if it's something a matter of like it's not necessarily in your bloodline. It's if you're able to open yourself up to being able to be, mm. to see it. That's that would, why. I mean, wouldn't that change what we know so far, though? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they like could just... Metachlorians and... <laughs> yeah, like... I, I hope that they're trying to phase that kind of mythology I don't out. think anybody would complain about that, yeah. but it does drive up inconsistencies. Yeah. Even how they describe it as a religion in, and not... Sure, yeah. sure, yeah. And not, not like a, a uh, thing heritage. Of, yeah. Like, not a bloodline. Interesting. Which is an interesting thing. I don't know if they're doing some of that on purpose. Like, these are the sacred books that describe the religion of the Jedi instead of saying like, this is like this is the chronological order of all who have lived and been Jedi yeah, or yeah. had the force you know, I thought that was interesting so one of the books is like how to Jedi yeah <laughs> yeah, Jedi for dummies one thing I hope would be a cool thing that they do is that you know they broke the lightsaber so I think as part of like the training of a Jedi I think you, you learn to make a lightsaber I can't remember if that's right or mm-hmm. not but what if she because she's so good with like the bow staff if she had a double lightsaber kind of like Darth Maul had uh, that'd be awesome I feel like that would be such like a cool thing oh, to kind of set her apart because yeah. you can tell that she, that's obviously what she's comfortable with yeah but I think that would be cool and I hope like I think that Luke will come back as a force ghost I don't think we've seen the very last of him because I'd be he, okay with it yeah um, but do you think they would they, do you think they would do young Luke with the CG or do you think they would give old Luke I don't because, know. You know, like they, you know, well, and this was a Lucas decision, so probably not. But you know how they replaced Anakin. Anakin. Well, so. I think the reason they did that, I can't disagree or agree with it, is that only Jedi's can become Force ghosts. So they went back to when he was a Jedi hmm. because he kind of came back to the light, but um, oh, okay. 
So that's why you never see like Sith's ghost or anything yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely don't think we've seen the last of Luke. I don't know how much of it we'll see, but... Well, especially now, because they, they were planning on the third movie to be Leia's kind of story, right? right? But yeah. it's, it's, they can't do that anymore. And maybe yeah. they do just need to have some support from Luke. From and J.J. hasn't really dealt with pl- like playing with Luke's character. So I would imagine he, that he would be itching to be able to do yeah. that. Yeah, that's true. And then maybe that can redeem a little bit of what you know Luke's character was in this movie. And Luke said... I'm going to teach you three lessons of yeah. why the Jedi should end. We never saw that third lesson. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Which I heard that they filmed it and it was a very emotional scene, but they cut oh. it for some reason. So I don't know if we'll come back to Interesting. it. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, you know, let us know, guys, what were your thoughts of Star Wars and did you hate it? Did you love it? Like I said at the beginning, at Pass Forward Cast on Twitter, Pass Forward Cast at AOL.com. Um, do you guys have any other parting thoughts on Star Wars, by the way? Do you, like, I thought it was Overall, inter- it, where does it rank, I guess? Where, where does it, it rank? Yeah, where does it rank for you? Uh, number one is Empire Strikes Back. Naturally. Number two, I think A New Hope and Force Awakens are kind of tied for me for two and three. And then uh, I'll put Last Jedi and then Return of the Jedi and... That's it, right? There's no more movies. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all. That's uh, then Rogue One. It. Then Rogue One. Oh yeah, yeah. That's. I would put Rogue One ahead of of uh, Return. Well, I don't know. It might be tied with Return of the Jedi. Hmm. I, I think I'd put it over Return of the Jedi. But I have a friend who's like super, super Star Wars nerd, and he said the Last Jedi is number one for him now. So which was really? interesting. That's crazy. Um. Anyway, Colin, hmm. where does it rank for you? No, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I have like enough of like a. Yeah, I thought, I thought it might be interesting of for that you. one. I, you know, I would, I would probably, you know, still say Empire. Uh, actually, no, I think Force Awakens is my favorite. I, I really. think that's what I was gonna say, but I yeah. feel like that's not. Her- I don't know if that's heresy or it not. It is kind of heresy. Really well, I mean, you Force saw them all at once, and, yeah. and, and it's automatically easier to like the newer thing because it's more well made, and yeah. you're kind of blinded by nostalgia if like yeah. you grew up with them. Yeah. So like I understand that. Like I am tempted to say that it may be the best Star Wars, but it's like I don't know. Well, I, I Empire Strikes Back just well, I don't know because yeah. of the uh, the yeah. like the errancy, like the things that I do understand why people had a problem with Last Jedi. Like that knocks it down a few notches yeah. because they are valid complaints. So yeah. it's like it's not a perfect movie. So it may be three or four for me. Mm. Yeah, but, I think there was a lot of weird things in this movie that. Yeah. Well, here's what I'll say about, and this is my final thought. One, the whole movie, everybody just got a promotion is really what the whole movie actually is. <laughs> We're all in the same spot. So everybody moved up a rank, which is kind nice. of funny. Even yeah, Snoke? Leveled up. Even Snoke. Yeah, he's in another thing. He, but, got, he got cut down. Yeah. <laughs> he had to split. Yeah. Hey. He got fired in half. <laughs> um, but I think the other thing that I think is funny is like, I, I don't mind when there are plot holes in movies because I feel like that's like, oh, you, have to, you can't yeah. tie everything. But there was something in this that, like, the gravity in this movie was inconsistent. Hmm. And that, the literal gravity. Like they, well, yeah. But, like, they, like, they dropped bombs at the beginning, yeah. which yeah. is funny. But they, like, explained that whole thing of, like, oh, magnets, whatever. Uh, but, like, when she's kicking the ladder to try to get the little controller to fall, oh, what? Yeah, yeah. first of all, she fell, which is fine. Right, and the doors are open. <laughs> and the doors are open, so she theoretically should be dead. Yeah, yeah. But I thought about that. So she's not in an airlock anymore. And what gravity is sucking that thing down when she's kicking it? Uh, but yeah, that was like a huge plot point for that. It's, it's, it's like, science fiction. Yeah, they fixed that in the future. I, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> 
I wonder if there is some kind of because all these ships have force fields around them, mm-hmm. like a shield. Yeah, there you go. So I wonder if the, I don't know. Uh, maybe. But yeah. like the drop, the bombs have to drop through that. I don't know if yeah. it's just like a kind of a two-way mirror kind of thing <laughs> or a one-way that's, mirror. That's what I want them to address in the next movie. Yeah, yeah. to solve this problem and also gravity equation. Have more. Have more. Have mil- a paragraph of that in the open and crawl. By have, the way, gravity. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody needs to have their own. We set the um, record straight. Everybody needs to have their own creature to milk to get their blue milk from. <laughs> <laughs> okay on that note thanks for joining us guys and thanks yeah. for bearing with us for this entire hour of star wars talk uh, again let us know what you think and we'll see you next time see you yeah. around kid yeah make that pork sound again <laughs> <laughs> one time thing oh it was beautiful <laughs> there you go uh yeah later ewoks later porks there you go later porks yeah i should have done that one <laughs> Why didn't I think of forks? We were just talking about them. <laughs> <laughs>